That just reeks of peanuts. <laughs> Does Ian ever offer up a dry rub? Oh, man. I... <laughs> Welcome to Get It Together. I'm your host, David Huff. And I'm Pete Strout. And today, we're glad to be back. It's, yeah, been, a co- it's been a couple weeks. It has been a little bit. And it's been a crazy couple weeks, but it's been a crazy fun couple weeks. I think we're only off by a few days. Yeah. From our bi-weekly no episode. One, no one's keeping track. No. No. I know you that are listening out there are not angry that it's a couple days late. You can always... Uh, you can always support that life gets life gets kind of hectic sometimes. Yeah. Everybody understands yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's all good. We're glad to be back. We're really excited, actually. Yeah. And um, today we're discussing Tales of Halloween, mm-hmm. um, which was a, was a fun ditty. It was a fun ditty. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, not, nowhere about as far away from Halloween. Well, not quite, but pretty damn close. To being as far away from Halloween as we could possibly be, but mostly in the spirit of our genre, yeah. we are discussing the ever-evolving genre of horror and the year-long, yeah. uh, we'll call it a rally of Halloween celebration of celebration. Yeah. Um, does that mean all of our movies in the future will be Halloween-themed? Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does, and if it doesn't, <laughs> whoops. We just we just really really pigeonholed the whole yeah, yeah just completely pigeonholed and then eventually I feel like the show is is going to be over right we'll we'll have covered pretty much everything well then we just start back from the first Halloween movie <laughs> that we did there you go it's like when you're painting a bridge when you reach the goal you just start over at the other side come on start all over you you made that up no is that a, is that a thing that's is a that thing like a saying okay no listen it's not a saying but. True story. Okay. Full disclosure. My grandfather used to tell me this story. Okay. Apparently, he, in his life, painted the Golden Gate Bridge at one point in his life. Now, he never, like, him and a crew, of course. Right. Years sure. and years and years and years and years ago. <clears throat> and, if, and if this was not a true story and he was just lying to me, then my whole life is a lie. Old man Huff just painting that bridge paint all, the, by, all by his lonesome. <laughs> no, I think he was a member of a of a of a many tiered crew, a bridge painting, a bridge crew. painting crew. <laughs> so he was one of many hands That's awesome. uh, painting that bridge red, and not gold, red. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he told me that though he never went from one side to the next, he didn't last that long. But he said, "What would happen is oh. you would start." At once, you said, you said that as if he like died in the process. So this is Pete. It's, it's what like I didn't, all the dead bodies what that I are like built into the Great Wall of China. Exactly. <laughs> what I didn't preface the story by saying was that my grandfather died building the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> Which leads you to your probably next organic question: How the hell was he telling this story to begin with? Yeah. And I've defied time travel. That's the answer. Oh, okay. Yeah. So okay. there, there it is. Yeah. Wait a minute. Hold on. Before we move any further into Pete. our into our movie, which you have not revealed yet. Uh, I did. I said it. Okay. <laughs> no, you did. Okay. So, <laughs> you're not being serious that he died painting the Golden Gate Bridge. 
Jesus. Sorry, sorry for the crude laughter, <laughs> listeners. No, he did not die. He did not. He just told me the story right. of participating in painting the Golden Gate, you just, the Golden Gate Bridge. You said that so cryptically. It was it was an unbelievable ending to to that story. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't finish. It's it's kind of like uh, it was a, he was an artist that never never fully reached his full potential. It's kind of like watching the movie The Notebook. Where you're just Ooh. like, oh my god, like, it was this dude the whole time? Yeah. Like, the guy telling the story is yeah. the it's Alzheimer's that, it's guy? It's that or? guy? Yeah, the guy in the home is the guy that was, like, after the girl that built the house? Yeah. Yeah, so my grandfather, what? not in a not in a whimsical attempt at trying to win my grandmother's love, or at least that's not how he told the story. Sure. He was just a, a hand of a crew painting a portion of the Golden Gate Bridge years and years and years ago. And I guess... And I guess it makes sense. You start at one side, yeah. start painting, right? And it's all about upkeep. I'm assuming he wasn't the first round of paint on the bridge. <laughs> you start on one side, you work your way all the way to the other side, and then you start again at the at the other side. And they work call your way. those guys second coders. Yes, a, a, a man's work is never done, or whatever you want to say. Sure. It's just this perpetual maintenance cycle. Um, probably a lot like what they do on the roller coasters that we're all used to seeing <laughs> at Cedar Point or Kings Island or Six Flags. Yeah. Yeah. Someone's painting them. That's <laughs> Why are they always so shiny? So shiny. I know. So shiny. I know. I know. I, I, clearly that wouldn't be as much of an undertaking. Um, you know, well, I've completely diverged We're, we're from, way off topic, yeah. but. You know, I gotta say just one thing about the roller coaster comment yeah. because there's a lot of shit on it's, them. It's really funny. Like they are so, you know, bright and vibrant and shiny, and like I can't, I can't even leave my fire pit uncovered over the winter without it like completely rusting through. Yeah, and those things are outside all the time. They're roller coasters. They're, they're yeah. That's where they keep them. And and I gotta say. And I, I'm probably going to answer this. I'm going to take a, a guess answer to it. Um, I've in all the times I've been to Cedar Point, mm-hmm. said theme park. Of course, that would be during the summer. I've never seen a paint crew, but I think the answer to that question is they probably paint it in the winter. I would think in blizzard-like conditions. Oh, sure, I would think <laughs> hundred mile an hour winds. I would think from <laughs> from the lake, two hundred feet up in the air. Yeah, not a big deal. Nope. No. <laughs> so yeah. yes. He never, he never finished. It's a really interesting theory. <laughs> okay. So, on that <laughs> note, um, Tales of Halloween. Um, yeah. A vignette-style um, movie, horror movie, camp, la, horror, camp horror movie. A la the stylings of Trick or Treat. Yeah, Trick or Treat. Yes. Um, in the same vein, um, completely different in um, in texture and, and vibe. This, yeah. this movie is um, intended to be campy and over the top. Uh, Trick or Treat was sort of paying homage to some of that, but it was yeah. doing it in a very dark kind of way. Yeah. Um, it, it had clever nudges at it, but it wasn't th- – this was just trying to be ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and we're going to discuss a few of the different themes we saw. Um, we're also going to discuss – I think we're going to dive into maybe one or two of the vignettes. Yeah. Um, we sort of agreed going into this. We don't want to dissect each one because I think we, we, we as um, – facilitation <laughs> nope start over those who are diving into describing movies uh-huh. we want to encourage those listening to watch that's right 
Um, That's right. I, I'll pretend to... Weird. That, yeah. Our goal for this show is simply just the delusion that people have interest in what we think yeah about movies yes and that might be a delusion um but we're gonna we're gonna ride that one i'm gonna ride that until the day i die (laughs) Um, my my opinions are my my opinions are of interest my opinions are of interest (laughs) someone's listening i think i think (laughs) and if none of you are my mind then we're just two crazy guys in a basement talking to ourselves that's fine no we know you're out there yeah tweet us at Take it away, Pete. At GIT Podcast. Yeah. Email us at getittogetherpod at gmail.com. And fax us at. Ooh, rough. Tough. <laughs> Zing. Don't have the fax set up yet. <laughs> Don't have the fax. I feel like that's going to be the last piece of social media. Yeah. Yeah. Social media fax? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's just going to come roundabout. Just like faxing and news feeds. Everybody's just done with Snapchat and it's just like, you know what? It's all about fax now. You know. I'm just saying that vinyl's coming back, so there's a chance. Ooh, yeah. There's a chance that faxing as a means to communicate and paging, has it stands a chance. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. So don't count it out. Those who have pagers in their basement tucked away collecting dust, do not throw them away or sell them yet. When they become a vintage item that is sought after, you will be worth millions. Oh, man. And there it That's is. It's going to be a good day. <laughs> It's going to be a good day. I can't wait to unretire my pager. Unretire. To reactivate. Is, beep, is beep. Ameritech still a brand name? I don't, I don't know. know. They're, they're Nextel. On a, they're on a manhole cover on the trail where I run. Fun fact. That's got to mean something. I guess so. It means something. I guess so. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> Take it away, We Pete. clearly just steered this steered the show into just strange territories. <laughs> That's a, we would expect... Nothing less of of this kind of podcast. No, no. So, um, so let's let's begin with Sweet Tooth. Okay. Okay. So Sweet Tooth was the very first mm-hmm. vignette, and um, I actually liked this one. I thought it was, um, you know, I just thought it was fun, a good time. Um, basically, a kid is just wolfing down his candy. Yeah. He just got home from trick or treat. The dude is very excited yeah i don't blame him it, it makes total sense and then classic uh teenage douchebag boyfriend right. of sister move he's just like hey man you gotta save some for sweet tooth yeah and the kid's like oh give gi- given the uh the the urban legend of yeah 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 mm-hmm. So you know the kid's like nine, yeah. So he's still he's, gonna, he's still plenty he's, scarable. He's buying this, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I guess uh, <clears throat> Sweet Tooth began as a child, and his parents were very strict, and his parents would, for some reason, let him go trick or treating, but then they would keep all of the candy for themselves. And then there was some gross. Uh, flashback of parents sharing chocolates and stuff and it was just gross you know <laughs> scenes of it was so romantic scenes of so... parental sex are just are equally as bad as <clears throat> actually seeing parental sex with your, <laughs> and then, with your own eyeballs imagine <laughs> when you walked in on your parents doing the nasty <laughs> and then add melted chocolate yeah into the mix yeah, yeah that's what very uh, lady in the tramp Shared noodle style. Right, yeah. yeah. Tongues a-blazing. Wasn't a fan. So anyway. <laughs> Wasn't a fan. 
<laughs> so anyway, someone, someone, someone listening was like, oh, well, I didn't mind. I, didn't, I thought it was okay. It was all right. It was a it coming was a, of age moment. It was me. a highlight of the movie. <laughs> okay. So um, the kid takes, uh, takes his offense and, you know, is very upset because his parents have eaten all his candy and he's furious, right? Right. And he's just like, you know, this is it. I don't need this shit. I'm making a comeback. Butchers his parents. Making a comeback. (laughs) Things escalate to butchering the parents. Butchering his parents. Then, basically, teenage... Legend is born. Legend is born. Right, yeah. Teenage uh, boyfriend is like, and uh, yeah, he comes after your candy. And he'll also take the candy you've already eaten out of your stomach. So every Halloween, he gives the sort of like how to uh, dodge Sweet Tooth, right? Right. He was like... Leave leave a piece of candy outside of your door to keep him yeah. keep him at bay yeah, essentially yeah. to keep him content. So it's basically sort of your, like your the, offering. It's basically the milk and cookies equivalent, right, to a horrible demon. Yeah, person. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah you're uh, you're a peace treaty, so to speak. <laughs> peace treaty. Is that what we're giving Santa? Yeah, yeah. A peace. <laughs> hey, treaty. don't burn my house down. <laughs> hey, you know how the coal thing is a thing? Well, don't set fire to the coal. Yeah, yeah. No, no good. Yeah, no good. Can a come keeping about. of the peace. Yep. A yeah, an offering. <coughs> so uh, the the kid buys into it and heads to bed. Buys, not bites. Not bites. Important distinction. Yeah, he's not biting into any more candy. <laughs> he's been physically terrified of yeah. his his bag of candy, which is very sad. Yeah. So staring uh, at his bag of candy in terror. Yeah. So he so Said he leaves, no one ever. He leaves some mm-hmm. outside of his room for uh for sweet tooth so he doesn't, you know, get fucking murdered in his <laughs> sleep. And um <laughs> the teenagers just like they eat all of his candy in such a rude way. Like they're just, you know, watching yeah. what is it, Night of the Living Dead? Yeah, I think. Yeah, Night of the Living watching Dead. Night of the Living Dead, just eating candy. <laughs> and uh so basically Sweet Tooth comes in, terrorizes the teens, gets that candy from them. Both the kids are dead. The other kids, you know, at the moment that he discovers the murdered teenagers, the parents walk in, Mm -hmm. and it looks as if the kid has butchered the teenage babysitters. His his sister and sister's boyfriend. Yeah, sister and boyfriend. Yeah. And uh, he just says, they ate all my candy. They ate all my candy, so you're so sort I of, guess you're sort of left to believe that this kid is actually sweet. Tea. Right, right. Yeah. It's sort of it's sort of the story is sort of told in a sort of uh, I don't know, um, like a like a folklore type of thing, like yeah. a uh, like a some type of <clears throat> legend of sorts, so to speak, um, and uh, sort of a, a caution. Yeah, um, it's like it's like an Aesop's fable. It's like a dark Aesop's fable. It is. So it was like trying to find the right word to. Um, yeah. So you're sort of led. The ending of it kind of has that zing zinger ending where you're like, okay, there's actually this thing, um, this sweet tooth. <clears throat> uh, but then in in the uh, the last few moments, you're like, oh no, it was actually the child who was taking revenge and seeking revenge on his smooth sister yeah. and boyfriend, just like the story w- was told to him in essence from the douchebag boyfriend. Yep. yep. Um, so that's one vignette. Yeah. Um, also worth noting um, within 
all of these vignettes. They are one, just like Trick or Treat, yep. happening under the same universe, in the yeah. same town, right. just like that movie. Um, there's also a couple common threads, one and probably the most notable common thread to sort of link them happening all on the same night, obviously, because it's Halloween, and also in the same town, <clears throat> is the uh, Night of the Living Dead that's happening on everyone's television. Yes. So it's sort of, it doesn't work <clears throat> really hard to um, link in the same universe thing too much. There's a couple intersecting yeah. stories. They, they don't really play on it very much. Yeah. Um, which I feel like that was something they could have probably done a bit better. It's it's sort of one of those things that um, you don't – you wouldn't miss until you see it done well. Mm-hmm. You know? So in Trick or Treat, the transitions are, are done very well. Right. And um, even in um, – VHS, the the first VHS yeah. movie, the transitions are done really well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's um, it's all kind of like in this house, and um, they're discovering the tapes like one by one and and things like that. So, yeah, it's kind of one of those things that you don't think is uh, super important to sort of tether these things together until you see it really pulled off in an effective way well yeah in a, in a well-executed way and, yeah. and trick-or-treat definitely takes the time yeah to do that um yeah um this movie plays on it a little bit it doesn't really it doesn't fire on all cylinders yeah um so like the one the one thing that we mentioned was the um night of the living dead is on it's just what everybody's watching watching yeah everybody in town is Apparently, just staying in on Halloween night, watching yeah. Night of the Living Dead on TV. So it's pretty cool. That's what that's what they do. Yeah. Except the kids. All the kids are on the streets. All the kids are yeah. being completely um, homicidal. Y- yeah. yeah, and also unoccupied. Yeah, like they. No one's monitoring. No one is anyone. monitoring the kids yeah. at all. Yeah. Which uh, seems like a thing that that I did on Halloween, but I feel like. Those those days well, are way behind. Well, us. the big difference between what I'm assuming you did and what I definitely did as a kid, yeah, uh, not too young. I would, yeah, parents, I wasn't super young, but but like you'd have your group of friends, yeah. and you'd walk around with them. That's not really happening in this movie. Right. It's just like single, <laughs> yeah. one so, kid, solitary children, <laughs> solitary children are walking around, just walking in, bumping into now, each now, other. Now, granted, because... a few of them are demons, yeah. But anyway, um. Another thing we sort of wanted to brush on before going over maybe one of the other vignettes yeah. that we enjoyed was yeah. some of the themes of the entire movie that were kind of cool. Um, one that I really re- appreciated was this um, this idea of role reversal. Yeah. So we have grown accustomed to certain ways that things are sort of being played out in horror um, like, you know, yeah. you've got some crazy man in a backwoods with a mask on right. with a machete chasing after a woman, right? Right. Um, you've got your typical, uh, I, I don't know, sort of sequestered house or something where, you know, you've got someone who's never coming out of their house or whatever the situation yeah. is and they're the crazy person and no one goes into that house. All these, like, stories we've seen happen before in yeah. the genre <clears> – <throat> And it sort of takes that story and gives you the backstory of it and sort of reverses the role altogether. Yeah. Um, and flips the script. Flips on the script. 180 degrees. And I really appreciated that about the movie. Again, this movie, as you could probably imagine, has this campy self-awareness, a blatant campy self-awareness. Yeah. So it's got like really tacky lighting 
and yeah. kind of corny, uh, not kind of corny acting. Yeah. Um, and and the more you intended, the more way. you dive in and appreciate the, uh, you know, just the silliness of it, and and um, and just the general uh, weirdness and tackiness of everything. The more you just really get to appreciate it for for what it is, you know. Yeah. Like the the next one that we're that we're gonna touch on a little bit is um, called Friday the Thirty First, and yeah, it's it's just it's great. Like it's it's head to toe a spoof on every like scary movie slasher Friday the Thirteenth uh, scene yeah. Yeah. that you've that you've ever watched. We've all seen them a thousand times. Even if you're not a fan of the genre. Yeah. You've got, yeah, you've got someone running through, you've got a, um, a well endowed <laughs> woman. Yeah. Scantily clad running through the woods, a, right? A busty Dorothy, a busty I think Dorothy, she was Dorothy from the wizard. Of she Oz. was some version of it or yeah. well, or red riding hood. I think she was in, she was one of the two for sure. <laughs> I'm willing. I'm willing to start arguing about it. <laughs> I, could, I could tell. It's not it that a, it was a blue, what blue and white was it sequined, blue? Okay. Yeah, sequin dress with the stockings. Okay. And well, then it was obviously the Dorothy. Sheets. Yeah, I just remember the short dress. Yeah. Maybe that's the man in me. Maybe. <laughs> anyway, um, scantily clad gal running through the woods, being chased by. Um, uh, a Jason Voorhees knockoff, right? Yeah, he's wearing a mask. He's got a machete. Yeah, um, it's like yeah, it's like sort of a hockey mask on one side with one and, eye. Yeah, and the other one and a clay just, mask on the other. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's um, so it's sort of like a mashup of you know serial murderers, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um. You know, he's not. He's wearing overalls and he's all dirty and he looks yeah. deformed, sort yep. of thing. Okay. So anyway, she's running through the woods. Every everything that's uh, a bit of a stereotype in these moments. She's running really slow, screaming, looking behind her. He's perpetually getting closer. Yeah. For some reason, even though he's, he's not running, he's walking the same pace. Where he's walking which the same is always pace. really hilarious. Yeah, and they and they play it up, which makes it hilarious. Yeah. She she runs into what she deems a shelter, which is comically a abandoned an abandoned shed. Yeah. Filled with meat hooks and. Dead bodies yep. and you know limbs and all sorts of shit, um, disembodied folks. <laughs> She's found the death shed. She's found the death which shed, which is usually a sign that things are going to things get, aren't going great. Yeah, things are going to get worse. So she gets in said she enters said death shed. Yes. Let's say that three times fast. <laughs> said I, death shed. I won't attempt to say it once. <laughs> um, so upon entering said death shed, I'm getting uh-huh. pretty good at it. You, you are good. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like dead left shrimp. Yeah. yeah. No clue what you just said. but <laughs> He's a basketball player. Okay. I heard dead left shrimp. <laughs> dead left shrimp. <laughs> anyway. I'm sure he gets that a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, good to meet you, dead left shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Arby's, dead left shrimp. <laughs> um, so... Upon upon entering shed, said shed, she's um you know she sort of tries to barricade it in a in a very off the cuff manner because she's frantic, right? She's screaming, she's yeah. all worked up. Sure. And um, uh, Jason Voorhees comes blowing through the the shed, um, and they have this sort of exchange. Um, she sort of impales him with a rake or something. Yeah. She stabs yeah, yeah. him like with a, a rake, pitchfork. a pitchfork. Yeah. yeah. 
And so it buys her time to get out of the shed. So now she's running. And then um, <laughs> y- y- our, our, our homicidal Expert. maniac... Expert murderer throwing a javelin, man. Yeah, he, yeah. He's um, somehow he came up with a spear. He's he's a fucking Olympian. Uh, yeah, that, that's it for was sure. amazing. He throws it, goes got right her through from fifty yards. Got away. it from fifty yards away. Throws Ridiculous. it, goes right through her chest. She falls down to her death. So he runs up. Well, doesn't run. No one, no one's running here except yeah. her, and she's going nowhere fast. Yeah, he waltzes up. And he doesn't have the coordination for dance moves. He just so saunters. He saunters he up. Saunters. Yeah. <laughs> Took three takes. We're there. <laughs> he saunters up <laughs> and um, observes the dead body. And then in a twist that no one saw coming, um, a UFO. Yeah, it's pretty good. A UFO. A, a UFO appears yeah. above head. Yeah. When has that ever happened? Right. You know, it's actually it's kind of funny that that happened because. I was, you know, I was finishing it up uh, upstairs be- before you got here, and you were here, and um, we were watching it, and I thought it was just kind of hilarious before I figured out where it was going, and I was like, I mean, you know, it's it's kind of goofy, but these usually have, like, some kind of twist, so, like, what unexpected could happen, right. you know, the girl's already dead. Right. Where are they going to take this? Right. Right? Yeah. So yeah, it was. It, we were all shocked, <laughs> yeah, to see a UFO appear. Fair statement, yeah, yeah. Um, with a beam of light, and before your very eyes, a a tiny little, a very tiny, I'd say ankle height, um, yeah, uh, alien appears, wearing <laughs> no other way to say this, a cute little pumpkin costume. It was an adorable little pumpkin costume. He's got a smirk on his face. Yeah, um, sort of resembles Eddie Vedder. I'm gonna be honest. And he's got a little he's got a little trick or treat bag uh-huh. and he only knows how to say one thing. Twinkle tweet. Twinkle tweet. Yeah. Twinkle tweet. And he just keeps saying it over and over and over. So funny. Because because that's how he's interpreted our holiday. Yeah. He gets that you have to give me a treat or there's going to be a trick. I like the idea yeah. that aliens have just been Ob- observing observing Halloween. And then they're like that's that how, seems cool. That's cool. Yeah. I definitely want to be out and about when that holiday is taking place. Yeah. So this alien took the time to craft his own costume. Yeah, I know. His little pumpkin suit. Amazing. Yeah. I don't even know if they have pumpkins on their planet. Yeah, they have no means to pumpkin patches. Yeah. I mean, maybe they do. Who knows? But anyway, he has gone. He's put that, He's put energy, effort, and traversed billions. Billions of light years. Billions of light years, potentially. Um, to get to Earth, and uh, here and stuff. here he is, <laughs> here he is, and he's only got one thing to say, and he's and he's offering this to our our maniac, yeah, our 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 machete wielding maniac. Twinkle tweet, twinkle tweet, twinkle tweet. And guess what? Jason just has nothing to give this no. this little guy. Doesn't get it at he all. He doesn't get it. Uh, well, no, he gets it. He gets it. He's just sort of like, uh, he's sort of. Put off by it, he's like, "That's uh, a pretty appropriate he's, reaction." He, he's bumbled and he's like, uh, I, "I've got nothing." Like he's kind of mumbling yeah. it. Yeah. He's also severely deformed. He's severely deformed. So yes. that I think some of that comes with a speech impediment, right? Yeah, yeah, potentially. They're usually packaged together. <laughs> I don't know. Speech and deformity. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, he's tr- he, the word. <laughs> he's somehow articulating that he's got nothing to give to alien. Yeah, um, and so the alien. Proceeds with a trick because that's the rule, right? You you yeah. don't have a treat. I got to trick you. Got to trick you. So he inhabits 
the body of the deceased now Dorothy. Yeah, in a hysterically animated claymation uh, sort of entry of the mouth. Entry of the mouth. Yeah, it was very, very goofy. Looking. Yeah, it was goofy. I, yeah, it was I think kinda... in her eyes are a glow. Yep. Maybe that was what was red. Or was it green? green? I don't know. Okay. Gosh, I'm off. You're off today, I'm man. off. I'm <laughs> off. It was definitely a color, right? Yep. It was definitely glowing, you right? Na- you nailed it. Two out of three ain't That's, bad. It's not, it's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> um, so Alien inhabits uh, Dorothy's body and, and possesses her. And now all of a sudden, in a complete uh, role reversal that no one saw coming. Yeah. Um, a possessed, a deceased possessed Dorothy is now chasing after a, an entirely terrified tail between his legs, Jason Voorhees. Yeah. Back into Death Shed. That's right. It's fan-fucking-tastic. Terrifying. It's hilarious. Hilarious. Hilarious and Amazing. terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was so, you know, it's so funny because the classic, you know, the classic shot is uh, shot of victim, shot of killer mm-hmm. uh shot of them like in front of the victim so you can see the distance that they are apart yeah so it's like those three shots just interchange right yeah that's that's the classic scene right mm-hmm. victim murderer uh shot of them both victim murderer shot of shot them both. both right yeah and um to see them just like flip it at the end where um she's like chasing after him and it's like murderer victim right shot of them both <laughs> right Murderer, victim shot of them both it's just it's like so ridiculous and then i i really liked that it sort of ended in like both of them like a battle royale just, yeah just attacking each other with various weapons just like dismembering and cutting limbs off of right, each other yeah and then... <laughs> they both just collapse they've they've, yeah. they've they've just killed each other yeah, yeah. E- each one of them uh, the other one's head off, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they both collapse onto a running chainsaw, and just like blood, just like is spraying. Yeah. It's a it's it, a it's a blood. They're fest. like a blood fountain. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. And in the very last moments, as if it doesn't get more ridiculous, and yeah. um, you know, roll reversed. Um, alien pops out of um, it, uh, removes itself from yeah. possessed. From young, woman, the young lady's the face. young lady's face, yeah, and looks to the screen, the viewer, yeah, holds his hand up with his little bag and says, "Twinkle, twinkle." Yeah. So now, as if to suggest, it's up to you now. It's up to you. Ooh, yeah, your move. It was a zing. <laughs> your move, audience. Your move, audience. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Corny, hilarious, creative, and all a great the above. way to get people to go to the concession stand if you saw it in the theater. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because then the go like, get your snacks. People like, are just oh man, people, I gotta people stoned out of their mind just watching. Yeah, the like oh shit, I gotta give up my uh, Ubers. Oh man, I gotta go get more milk duds. This, <laughs> this dude, this dude, this, like this alien dude's gonna come after me. They're home, I've got three quarters of this box in my stomach, and if he's gonna go for me, yeah. I need to offer more. Yeah, yeah, right. So if anything, this this movie is meant to make you hungry. Yes, yeah, yes. Um, so uh, without diving too deep into everything else, yeah. um, uh, I think we should dive into advice. Yeah, I um, say we do, and I say you. Started off. Oh, geez. Unless, um, unless you don't have anything. No, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. You do it. Uh, my advice, uh, I think, would be for the kid in... Hang on. I got I to gotta double check this. 
the night Billy raised hell. It's the second vignette. Okay. Where uh, the kid's dressed up like a devil, and everybody's taunting him because he doesn't take enough risks. Right. He's your straight, your typical innocent, straight-laced young child yeah. being, being peer pressured. Yeah. So he ends up going on essentially a murder spree, but this guy's calling it trickery. Right. Which I thought was a little unsettling. But anyway, kid's going on a murder spree. Well, it's not, yeah, it's not technically him who's doing it. You're right. Right. You're right. But anyway. But anyway, he's taking him with him. Yeah. And, um, you know, once... Once all of the excitement happens and everything's really gone off the rails, the police show up, rightfully so, mm-hmm. as they should. Fucking authorities every yeah. time. Point a gun at this kid who's just had the night of his life. I just want to have some fun. And the kid pisses himself. And you know what? My advice to that kid, <laughs> know your limits, man. Sometimes it's good to try something new. But I, I got to tell you. The, the, <laughs> the weird, killing spree isn't going to do it. The weird old guy that you're following into a murder spree. You know when you like meet somebody and you guys like really hit it off and then like, you know, say say you're like out at the bars or something. Yeah. And like you meet this, you meet some guy and you guys are having fun. You're just chatting about whatever, horror movies or something. Right. And then, you know, the night goes on and then like he... Maybe he offers you like some ecstasy, and you're like, you know, I'm, I don't know, I've never really tried it, but okay, you know, all right, all right, you know, Steve's gonna take care of me, all right, I'll, I'll try it, and then <laughs> the night just keeps going on, and you're like a few more drinks in, and then he's he offers you like some other kind of drug, and you're like, you know, it's, Steve's, what, what do you think about a, a a session in my van? Yeah, it's like it's getting kind of late, and like getting a little weird. You're you're starting to like feel a little weird about it, but you're like, you know what, I don't know, like. Steve just seems like a cool guy, seems like a genuine character. I just, maybe this will work out. No. Know your limitations. Right. Like, whenever you're feeling like uh, you hold back too much, definitely don't cut loose with the first guy you meet. Yeah. That's my advice. Just go buck wild. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I feel like that's how the Manson family got started. I feel like what you were, de- yeah. I feel like what you're describing <laughs> is um, a, a, yeah. an episode of Arrested <laughs> Development, like a series of unfortunate events that just escalate, yeah. one after another, yeah. after another, after another. Yeah. Where, where was the red flag, man? Why, why, why did you right. just keep snowballing? And, and it's you know, it's it's funny you mention um, Arrested <laughs> Development because uh, Jason Bateman's character in that show is very. Um, I don't know, kind of, kind of reserved. Yeah, you know, he gets into a lot of trouble for right. a person like him. Right. Similar to this kid. Yeah. You know? He's like an ill. He got into a lot of kid. trouble for somebody who's afraid of everything. Right. <laughs> and he wasn't. He definitely wasn't ready to handle that responsibility. Right. No, so, not at all. I'm just saying, know your lane and don't trust everybody that you immediately have a connection with. <clears throat> Yeah, um, and maybe in a more overarching um, a bit of sage advice, uh, peer pre- giving in to peer pressure probably isn't worth it. Yeah, yeah. You need to you discover know, things on your own, so, I think. Sometimes uh, it works out for you, but like... I mean, sometimes it's all right, but... You know... If it comes to killing, maybe yeah. not. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, I, you know, like, as an example to the peer pressure thing, who's ever had a drug problem and said... You know, I'm glad I made that decision on my own. Right? Right? 
Exactly. Thanks. Yeah. No, I, I can appreciate it's a fair that. Comparison. It's a fair comparison. You know, I'm going to be honest. The whole time you were telling that Steve at a bar story, I couldn't help but think if this was pulled from a personal experience. No, no, that is not. You're talking about ecstasy, and I just wasn't sure. No, I, and, you know, full disclosure, never done ecstasy. No. Not, I don't know. Probably not keen on it. At this point in my life, I don't feel that that there's any need. Oh, no, no need to defend. I just wasn't entirely sure if you were drawing from a real experience. No, I just, I, that's like the scenario that I see. Because I, I, ha, I will say, not the ecstasy thing, but I will say that like I've met people and I'm like, this guy's pretty cool. And like we're just like hanging out and then... All of a sudden, it's like... He's got his arm around me. And I'm like, well, this is getting weird. No, nothing, you know, nothing... Okay. Nothing gay, nothing, like, homophobic. You know, I don't really... I wouldn't care. I right. would be flattered, obviously. But Yeah, um, respectfully bow out in a yeah. difference of taste. Be like, I okay, got that's cool. Yeah. But um, really more just, like, maybe they intensify as they party more. Right. And yeah. you're like... Oh. This is about the cap of my threshold. Yeah. Yeah, like, I gotcha. Like, maybe we connected at a time where we were both, like, in the same mind space. Right. And you maybe, like, went a few extra steps, and now you're a crazy person. <laughs> and we're, like, getting ready to, like, fight these dudes out in the parking lot or something. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know I if got... I sign up for this shit. I don't know how I got wrapped up in this. You know, I just, <laughs> I feel like I'm going to go. There was We were vibing. And then all of a sudden, next thing I know, I'm fighting multiple people. What yeah. happened? How did we escalate to that? Yeah. yeah. I no, mean, I you know, there's yeah. there's just, there's no reason that you need, if you, like, uh, have a conversation with somebody that really goes well, there's no reason that you have to pursue an entire evening with a that sequence person. of events. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Understood. Pretty much. Yeah. Good advice. Thanks. Uh, my advice is a little more, um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> No, okay. it's, it's legitimate. It's for the women. Ooh, for the ladies. For the ladies. I've got like some it. lady advice. Mm-hmm. Um, calm down on the eye makeup. Yeah. A lot of running eye makeup. Uh, like, and obviously, again, to acknowledge the nature of the film, it's intent to be it's over the top. intentionally over the top. It's supposed to be ridiculous and dramatic and yeah. just look ridiculous. But, you know, I mean, you know, is it worth it? Like I, Let is it worth it? it? Let me work it. <laughs> Found out how hard I gotta flip it and reverse it. Baronair Serengeti yet? <laughs> Come on, Baronair Serengeti yet? Marinair Serengeti yes. Marinair said it, Gary yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mary said, I don't know. Anyway, um, Mary Gary Senate Jerry. <laughs> Mary Gary Senate Jerry yes. Yes. Exactly. Come on, yeah. you got it. Mary Gary Senate Jerry yes. Come on. All, All right. right. All right. Um. <laughs> Um, yeah, is it worth it? (laughs) Okay, look, I'm just saying it's one night a year, and if you're trying to impress people, cool. Um, and I get, you know, people wear makeup, men wear makeup, fuck it, you know, whatever, gender roles don't exist in my world, in my world, fuck it, but like, let's calm down with this shit a little bit. Yeah. You know, even a holiday, an important event is not any excuse in my opinion to really just like layer it on i would say that you know the general gist amount of what you put on on a daily basis yeah is all that's ever really needed and that's yeah. just my opinion yeah and now this is coming from an outside source 
of, of, of someone who doesn't know anything about that. Sure. Um, but I can tell you objectively as a male, um, less is more. There we go. Gotcha. There. Yeah. Gotcha. Less is more. Also, uh, listeners, anyone who wants to have a new Mary Kay contact, email David Huff at, <laughs> at fax number Mary Kay David Mary at K- gmail.com. Mary Kay David's number one fan at That's Gmail right. at Netscape Navigator. That's right. For all, all right. your guy liner needs. Guy liner? Or just regular eyeliner. I wear man But anyway, anyway, I agree. The, the ladies wore a lot of eye makeup. Yeah. So much so that it was required that every scene have like a running yeah. eye makeup it was like, moment. It was yeah, yeah, exactly. And I obviously was like, it was is done. Is there no other way to show terror? Apparently not. I guess not. Not to make up for those acting only skills the, for sure. Only the crow claws or, right. or whatever yeah. they call it. It was very streaky streaky, uh, yeah. all the way down to like south of the cheekbone, yeah. sort of. Yeah. So poor ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all right, these <laughs> Because again, to be fully transparent, none of the acting in this movie is. I ha- I haven't quite figured out if it's. Stellar. I'm gonna I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt and just say that it's intended to be terrible. I would say that too because there are a few there are a few key folks in it. Yeah, who are it's got sort relatively of this, famous. It's got a grab bag of you made a a, a great pull. Um, I did, and I'm gonna let you say it because. It was, Thank you. I I'm pretty proud of it. Yeah. I did. So, so yeah. there's a great uh, there's a great scene where there's essentially um, the equivalent of a Christmas light war going on between two neighbors who live across the street from right. each other. So two two houses are decorating for Halloween. Uh, two one, very different people. Two very different people. One is comedian uh, Dana Gould. If mm-hmm. if you're familiar, good for you. Mm-hmm. He's a very funny guy. The other was Frank the Bunny from Donnie Darko. Does anyone know his what? name? But everyone knows his face. Everyone for sure. knows him. And as soon as you said that, I'm like, holy fuck, it is that yeah. dude. Still with the ponytail. Yeah. I was like, holy Looks shit. a little older. I mean, the movie That's came Frank. out in 2001. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you called it the moment you saw it. I had, That was an, a, a ridiculous pull. Anyway. I, I know. I couldn't get it out of my mind. All right, like, listeners. Here's here's your assignment for this episode. Look up what he's done since Donnie Darko yeah. up to Tales of Halloween. Because we have a theory that he just does like bit parts yeah. in like Halloween movies or um, horror movies yeah, or yeah. something. He's just, just playing he's just random got, like, roles. one-liners and just, you know, lives off of that. Just enough to live Donnie comfortably. Donnie Darko cash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, just being Frank the Bunny forever. I'm Frank the Bunny. I wonder um, if I, I wonder if for Halloween in his real life he just always goes as Frank the Bunny. I would. Oh my god! And then he pulls off the mask. Like, Holy shit! It's actually Frank it's the actually Bunny. Frank. Oh my god! I see. If Inception. I, it's honestly Frank the Bunny is like the coolest costume I've ever seen. So it's pretty cool. I would be Frank yeah. the Bunny every year if I played Frank the Bunny originally. Yeah. Shit. If I yeah, it's going down. Yeah. 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 For sure. All right. So, yeah, uh, Frank is in it. Uh, Barry Bostwick, he was the mayor on Spin City. Yeah. Um, as I said, Dana Gould is in it. The the one guy from, there's a, I don't, you'd recognize, I don't know what his name is. Yeah, but there's a lot of people that are in it that you would know folks. when you see yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, there's that dude who's in that Adrian Curry movie. has like a weird cameo. Oh, yeah, that's right. And the most like pointless joke. And I was like, they definitely just found you and like, wrote a two-second 
cameo for you to do. That's sort of not to not to go. It like off. didn't make any sense what he said to her. It was hilarious. Yeah, I know. They're, they're sort of doing that. You know. You know. I don't want to dive too deep into this, but bad lip reading is fucking hilarious. Yeah. There have been a couple episodes I've seen, or whatever you want to call them, um, that have been posted where they start to enlist other act like notable actors like yeah. i think jack black was in one and there have yeah. been a few others and i can't think of any of them but i feel i'm starting to struggle with it when we get to that point i will say that the inauguration one that just came out was fucking hilarious i yeah I haven't but seen it but uh, yeah just a draw to get more people to listen to anyway sure. i don't want to divert too far into that um they're hilarious all the videos are basically hilarious definitely um so next week next week uh we are going to be two weeks from now actually yeah <laughs> Next time. Next time. God, we'll never get it. We'll never get it. We'll never get it. All right. Next week just has such a buzz to it. It does. It does. That's what people are used to, I I think. All right. Maybe someday we'll go back to every week. I don't know, guys. Just got to be honest with you. Life life comes at you fast. You know what I mean? Fast forward a year later. Next year on (laughs) one a a year. (laughs) So next time we're going to be watching Green Room. I'm really, really, really 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 pumped to talk about this movie with you david has described this as uh one of his top three I top think, top three horror of 2016 of 2016 yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna state this right now that's big i'm gonna state this right now it's big it goes it goes it follows yeah the witch yeah green room yeah those are the three best movies to come out in the horror yeah. genre <clears throat> In 2016. I agree with you on the first two. I'm ready to see the third. I'm definitely into it. Uh, so next week, next time, did it again. <laughs> next time, it's okay. we're going to be watching Green Room. So uh, make sure to email us at getittogetherpod at gmail.com. Uh, tweet at us at GIT Podcast. Go to firstdaypodcast.com for all your first day uh, productions podcast needs. Um, like our Facebook page. Facebook is probably where we we are the most active. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Thanks for, uh, you know, taking part in this uh, horror journey that that we've started on. We're, we've reached horror adolescence. I think we are at horror adolescence. It's we're, that, it's we're that a coming of age moment. Yeah. We're more like a teenager of a show at this point. Piss or get off the pot. That's right. That's right. We're, we're taking we're taking a driver's test. That's exactly what we say before we turn these mics on. Every every time. <laughs> Piss before get up or get up the pot. And the other thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, we're gonna see you next time. On. Oh,